Welcome to the Mental Dietitian Podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Lynch-Potter, just a guy who's trying to live a great life and learn the best way to live it. This show is for the everyday human being that feels exactly how I feel, and every week I'll be bringing you weekly episodes on how to get better mentally, emotionally, spiritually, physically, and financially, so you can have a great mental diet. Mental Dietitian Podcast, I'm your host, Aaron Lynch-Potter. And today's episode is called False Evidence Appearing Real, which some of you may have heard before, some of you may have not heard before. It basically is an acronym for FEAR, False Evidence Appearing Real. Now, why am I recording this podcast? Because the whole world is full of fear and anxiety. And I really felt it yesterday. I I was going to go for a cold dip and I was like, you know what? It's been a long time. I might have a few little mushrooms. A little psilocybin, my friend psilocybin. I didn't have very much at all. I didn't really feel too much. But what I did felt feel, which was very interesting, I went to Whole Foods, had a smoothie with Lexi, and I was standing there. And the interesting thing about what it does at a small dose is it his reality, right? For you, for those of you who are listening, follow me on YouTube and watch this bold man tell stories with my hands. But if you don't want to do that, I'm holding up my hand. And what what psilocybin does is it kind of almost separates you from reality a little bit. Like it kind of separates it. So I'm pulling my hand apart if you're listening. It's kind of just like, it's like perpendicular to reality. It kind of detaches you from it slightly. And I was standing at Whole Foods and I just was watching people. Hopefully not in a creepy way. Maybe I was, but um, a lot of people are scared. A lot of people are very anxious and scared. And I was like that for a lot of my life. A lot of people are tapping. A lot of people are kind of doing this, like just kind of like their nervous system. They got to, I always got to be doing something that it's like they, it's like they're running away from themselves. They're uncomfortable being in their own skin, uncomfortable being in their own company. It's like about saying, it's like, you never really can be alone if you like who you're with. But if you don't like who you're with, which is yourself, which you bring every, every, everywhere you go, you're there. Oh shit, it's you again. <laughs> yeah, it's you again. It's it's you. And I just noticed there's a lot of fear and there's a lot of anxiety in this world. I'm like, where does that come from? And I'm not really going to get into that, but I just noticed it, which was kind of like a caveat to a walk down to this river with Lexi. It was a beautiful day yesterday. It was about 27 degrees in October, which is quite unusual. Should be like 15 right now, but it's not for some reason. But Went down to the river. I was going to go for a cold dip because it just feels so good on your body. For you, those of you that are not dipping yourself in some kind of cold water, you are missing out for many different reasons. It's good for your brain. It's good for you just doing hard things and overcoming that voice inside your head that tells you not to, which I'm going to get to, which is based on what this episode is about. So anyway, go down the river. There's a bunch of people there, which was kind of surprising, but it was a nice day. And... I was like, shit, man, it's, this is what is going to be cold. I know it's going to be cold. I took my shirt off and I was like sitting there. And I was like, man, I don't really want to go in. I can feel it. It's like that feeling. Everybody knows that feeling of like, oh, I, don't, I don't know if I really want to do this. Go talk to that girl. Go talk to that guy. Apply for that job. Do this, do that. And then all of a sudden there's this resistance, which is actually a compass for what you need to follow in your life. And if you realize that, then you can kind of hack that feeling. Still doesn't change the feeling though. But anyway, 
I went in the water, waded down to my hips, and I dove into this pool. And it was just like, it was beautiful. It was just amazing, refreshing. And I came out the other side and I swam over to this rock. And I was sitting on the rock thinking. And I started thinking, and I, it's very interesting where your, your mind goes, especially when you do a little bit of psilocybin. It's, you have these very, very deep perspectives. And I started going down these rabbit holes and I was sitting there. And I was thinking like, man, like I just constructed a story in my head about why the water was going to be cold, how unpleasant it was going to be, what, how crappy it was going to be. And when I actually went and did the thing, wasn't that bad. And that might sound simple. And it's like, oh, you needed to, you needed to take drugs to figure that out. No, I already know that. We all know things already, but we don't implement them. And to know and not do is just as good as not knowing. So if you're listening to this, you'd be like, oh, that's obvious. It's like, well, you know that you probably shouldn't eat bad food. And yet you had bad food the other day. You know that you should probably save money and not rack up your credit cards, but here you are with credit card debt. You know that you should be nice and not talk that way to your kids or your wife or your husband, but here you are doing things you shouldn't be doing. So I had one of those realizations again, that realization of every time I've been really scared of doing anything, it's actually a compass and it's a direction of where I should be going. Now there's danger, danger and fear similar. If I'm staring at a fucking lion or a tiger and there's no bars between me and that tiger and I feel that fear, that's not a compass. It's not a compass to go and pet the lion. <laughs> it's not. I'm not talking about it. I'm talking about in most of the decisions that we make in our lives, they're not life or death. If it's life or death, yes, don't go do that thing. But if it's maybe moving to another city, if it's starting that relationship and committing to that person, if it's ending that relationship, if it's starting to work out. The amount of people when I was a personal trainer, oh man, I could talk about this for an hour, but I'm not going to. But the amount of people, I used to be a personal trainer. I was also an assistant fitness manager. And my job when I was an assistant fitness manager was to sit down with a lot of, a lot of people that had just signed up for the gym and to sell them personal training. But when I'm selling something to somebody, I've been in sales for a long time now, I would say that I would be a master of sales. Might sound arrogant. I have put my 10,000 hours in for sure. I I am good at it. Anyway, most of these, a lot of these 10,000 hours that I've put in were sitting down with people face-to-face and talking about why they want to come into the gym. Why are you here? And the stories that people had constructed for sometimes years, I've wanted to do this for 10 years. Why didn't you do it, Karen? Story, lies that they had told themselves and they'd finally broken through those lies, that false evidence appearing real. It feels so real, doesn't it? These lies that we tell ourselves, these things we justify to ourselves. And I saw it hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of times, thousands of times. And it just, it's all based on the same thing, like, which is these stories and these prisons that we stick ourselves in and these things that we construct usually from our experiences, how we were raised, what people have said to us. For example, me, I have somebody, Andrew Cole, who's a teacher at St. Joseph's Catholic College, where I got expelled from in grade 11. But in grade 9 or 10, that teacher made me feel like a worthless piece of trash. 
he made me feel these things. I mean, you could go back to, oh, nobody can make you feel anything, but I'm not going to deny the feelings I felt at 14, 15. I remember one time this man said to me, I don't think you'll ever do anything with your life. And even now I say it, there's a part of me that's like, it's it's like this anger. It's like this, it's like a chip on my shoulder. That's a, an example for me that is a, one of the things that drove me. Another one was this guy I used to work with at Level Nightclub in Kelowna. He was a bartender and he was also a real estate agent. Now I look back at it and I just see this poor fragile man that just wanted to justify money to make himself feel important because he's deeply unhappy and didn't have any meaningful relationships in his life. I see that now. But back then I was talking to him and I was a personal trainer. I was pretty broke. And he was like, Aaron, when you get to my tax bracket, then we can talk. And he said it seriously. And the way it made me feel, those two points linked with other points of being called like poor kid when I was a kid. All these little bumps along the road of my life create fear, fear around money, fear around abundance, creates an identity of scarcity of like, well, I don't deserve to live an abundant life. I don't deserve these things because of all these things that I've felt along the journey, which are all bullshit, every single one. I'm not going to downplay them. I'm not going to say that what I feel is invalid. I'm not going to say that what that 10-year-old version of me when his friends would be like calling poor kid, which weren't really my friends, or that 14, 15-year-old version of me that was told that he was never going to do anything with his life, or that 21-year-old version of me that was told, you can talk to me when when you're in my tax bracket. I'm not going to invalidate their feelings because how they feel is important. And I've done a lot of work on myself to go back and spend time with each version of myself. And I've still got more work to do to spend more time with these versions of myself and what they feel matters and it's real. But those stories that I created based out of fear, false evidence appearing real from all these situations that happened in my life, they're all bullshit. And what are those things stopping me from doing right now? Well, for me, because this is all I can speak from, and I see it everywhere, because what you see in others is what is really what you're seeing in yourself. The world is a mirror. As soon as I started losing my hair, everybody, I started watching everybody else lose their hair. I would notice it. I used to be really self-conscious about my calves. I'd look at other guys' calves. Like, hey, he's got small calves too, and you validate it. The thing that it's stopping me is being really all in with this podcast, for example. I could do way more. Like I've got enough feedback to people like, this is a good podcast, man. This is a great conversation. You're, you're talking about some really good shit. But there's a part of me that's like, oh, well, nah. There's a part of me that's like, oh, they're just saying it. They're, they're lying. They're just saying it. And then that that fear is the is the the thing that keeps us small. It's the thing that tells us we can't do the things that we really want the dreams we have, the visions we have of how we want to live our life. The, it's the voice that tells you, you can't do that. What makes you think you can do that? Don't you remember Mr. Cole? Don't you remember those kids? Don't you remember that guy at that nightclub at two o'clock in the morning? And it's burnt into our minds. For you, it could be your mom, your dad, your sister. It could be an ex-boyfriend, an ex-girlfriend. And all they did, they were just projecting their own fears onto you. they're just projecting their own fears onto you because they're scared and then they see that you're scared and then they just try to lower you because they feel like they want to be superior than somebody but what are you doing right now in your life that you are 
having these stories, these false evidence appearing real, that it's just a mirage. It's a facade. It's not true. It's these lies you've told to yourself for such a long time that now you believe them. What are you doing right now in your life? And you know, when you are listening to this, there's a voice that's that comes up because I can feel it too. I can feel it too. I can feel it right now when I'm talking. And the cool thing about why I think that I, this podcast is going to be so big is I'm speaking from my personal experience. I try to get vulnerable. I try to tell stories from myself and I can feel it. I can feel it in my body when I'm talking. There's a beautiful saying that Ed Milet says that you can't, you can't transfer to I can't transfer this energy that I'm not feeling. I can't remember how he says it, but he's just like, I can't communicate something to you unless I feel it. Otherwise, you're just saying a bunch of fancy sounding words that sound pretty good. It's like, yeah, he sounds pretty good, but you can feel when I'm talking this because I can feel it within my own body. What I'm saying is coming from my heart. I'm not waffling off some bullshit to try and sound like some motivational guru. Although what I'm saying may be motivational, it may make you feel a certain way and it might bring up things for you, but those stories are bullshit. They are not true. And then even when I say that, you might have another voice being like, oh, well, let me show you all the evidence of all the times of why it is true. For example, you could have, I just, for example, all those things I mentioned when I was 10, 11 years old, being called poor kid, told, being told at 14, 15 that I was never going to do anything with my life, seeing the arguments my parents had about money growing up, being 21 years old, having another person say, when you hit my tax bracket, all these things, it's like a file cabinet in our subconscious of why we don't deserve financial abundance for me. So I had a very horrible relationship with money where I'm really starting to work on it. And I've been working on it now and I don't have this manic fear. It's this massive fear of feeling unsafe. False evidence appearing real. It's all bullshit. It's bullshit. Not saying it's not valid. Not saying the feelings or all those things didn't hurt me because they did. And that was horrible. But if you can see that it's a facade and see that you're actually the one in control of where you're going in your life. It's a beautiful, freeing feeling. And you don't need to be a multi-billionaire to feel free. You don't need that woman or that guy or that body to feel free. Because the seeking of those things in itself is saying that you're not good enough how you are right now. And then once I get there, then I'll have this feeling. Once I achieve this, then I'll be whole. Then I'll be perfect. Then I'll have that feeling that I've finally been chasing. My friends, you cannot find that feeling externally. You cannot find it from external things. It has to be found internally. And it's found internally by having conversations like I'm having right now, by going out in nature and having these realizations and doing these things and examining and dissecting yourself. So where are you right now? I'll finish with this. Where are you right now? Lying to yourself. False evidence appearing real. What do you feel in your life? Maybe feels real, but there's a deep voice down you, the one that knows that's like, that's bullshit. That's not true. You're not the fat guy. You're not the broke kid. You're not the skinny girl with no curves. You can change that. You can do, you can do amazing things. Love you guys. Hope this message finds you well. I really felt this episode today. I could feel it in my body. I can feel it coming from my heart when I'm speaking. So I hope it finds you well, and I look forward to spending time with you next time. Love you guys. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Mental Dietitian Podcast. If you found any value at all, please share this with a family member or a friend. 
or just a guy or a gal walking down the street, just anybody at all, if you feel like it could help them and benefit them from the conversations we're having. It would mean the world to me if you could also leave a review. It helps grow the show. It helps the algorithms. And I also do love connecting with my listeners. So please reach out to me on social media. The best way to get a hold of me is through Instagram. And my Instagram handle is Aaron Lynch Potter. And that's spelled A-H-R-E-N-L-Y-N-C-H-P-O-T-T-E-R. Thank you so much once again.